Welcome to Treasures from the Bible. I'm Peanut, and today we're going to the New Garden Beach. So grab your Bible and a friend and join us. We're going to the beach. We're going to the beach. Whoopee! What are you so excited for? It's only a boring beach. I'd rather go to the New Garden Amusement Park. And ride the new roller coaster, Gigantic Twister. I saw it on TV last night. You don't understand, Rudy. Where we used to live in Denver, there are mostly mountains. Rudy, we already made plans to go to the beach today, but we'll be able to go to the amusement park some other day. Yeah, but I want to go today, Grandpa. Well, I'm sorry you feel that way, Rudy, but all of us need to realize that we're not able to do. What we want to all the time. In fact, we should only want God's will for our life and be content with that. Okay, whatever. I used to go to this one beach, but there were so many rocks on the sandy bottom that we kept getting cut, and we never went there anymore. That must have hurt. Yeah, my feet were covered with bandages. Well, I'm glad there are no rocks in the bottom where we're going. Okay, let me go get some towels for Mrs. G for all of you and see if she's ready. Come on, Rudy, take off those sunglasses. Let's go in the water. Nah, that's okay. I'm just going to read a comic book. Do you want to go in the water, Lizzie? Sure, I'll race you. Okay, ready, set. Hey, wait for me! Don't you want to go in the water, Rudy? Looks like the kids are having fun. I want to go to the New Garden Amusement Park and ride the new roller coaster, the gigantic Twister. But Grandpa said no. Honey, the only reason he said no today was because we had already made plans to come here, just as he told you. We can go to the amusement park another day. But I wanted to go today. Hi, honey. Did you find a parking spot? Yep, it was crowded though. Say, where are the kids? I can see each one of them, dear. Lizzie and Peanut are making sandcastles over there, and Joey's in the water right in front of us. Oh, I see them now. Man, the beach is packed too. Hmm, what about Rudy? He's over there by himself. You know, dear Rudy is still upset about not being able to go to the amusement park. I know. I noticed earlier on the way over he was in such a grumpy mood. Why don't we pray for him? There, we're finished. Wow, it looks so cool. Let's go show Mr. and Mrs. G. Mr. and Mrs. G, look what Peanut and I made. <laughs> Great! What did you make? Come on, we'll show it to you. Now that's really nice. You girls did a good job. It's a huge Bible, and it's got a memory verse on it, Titus two thirteen. 
looking for that blessed hope and the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Jesus Christ. Peanut, Lizzie, you both did an excellent job. Let's have our Bible study. Can you girls run and get Joey and Rudy? Sure, come on, Lizzie. <laughs> I think we've already discussed that. Oh, okay. What's our lesson about today, Mr. G? It's a historical parable about two men. Joy, will you please read Matthew 8, 28 and 29? And let's see, Peanut, can you take Mark 5, 3 through 5, and verses 12 and 13? And then Lizzie, can you take Luke 8, 27 and 35? Sure, Mr. G. And when he was come to the other side into the country of of the Gergesenes, thank you, there met him two possessed with devils coming out of the tombs, exceeding fierce, so that no man might pass by that way. And behold, they cried out, saying, What have we to do with thee, Jesus? Thou Son of God, art thou come hither to torment us before the time? Mark 5, 3-5, verses 12-13. Who had his dwelling among the tombs, and no man could bind him, no, not with chains, because that he had been often bound with fetters and chains, and the chains had been plucked asunder by him, and the fetters broken in pieces. Neither could any man tame him. And always night and day he was in the mountains and in the tombs, crying and cutting himself with stones. 
And all the devils besought him, saying, Send us into the swine, that we may enter into them. And forthwith Jesus gave them leave. And the unclean spirits went out and entered into the swine. And the herd ran violently down a steep place into the sea. There are about two thousand and were choked in the sea. Luke eight twenty-seven and 35. And when he went forth to land, there met him out of the city a certain man, which had devils long time and wear no clothes, neither abode and Ab- abode. Oh, okay, abode in any house, but in the tombs. Then they went out to see what was done, and came to Jesus, and found the man out of whom the devils were departed, sitting at the feet of Jesus, clothed, and in his right mind and they were afraid. Kids, when we study these two men carefully in all these passages, we see the terrible condition they are in. They are under the control of about 2,000 demons who are Satan's invisible helpers. Did they escape from a mental institution, Grandpa? No, Rudy, but they are called fierce or dangerous, live in tombs among the dead, and nobody could even walk near them because they were so wild. They sound really weird, Mr. G. Well, yes, honey, you could honestly say that, but these two men are like some other people we know, and you may be surprised when you find out who these other people are. Really? I don't get it, Mr. G. Well, I'll try to explain, but let's look some more at them. They cannot even be captured with heavy chains, they scream out night and day, and they cut themselves. I don't get it either, Mr. G. Who are they? Grandpa, I think these guys are nuts. Well, many Bible teachers call these two men maniacs. Mr. G, do you think God sees me like these two wild men, too? No way, Peanut. You aren't anything like these two weirdos. Mr. G, could Peanut be right about this? You know, kids, these two men show us how sinful we all actually look before God prior to salvation, as Peanut has suspected, and not as we think we look. That's impossible, Mr. G. I'm not anything like these two crazy guys. Well, Joy, let's take a closer look at them. Number one, they're possessed by Satan, and before God decides to save someone, this is how all men are. They live with the dead, and the Bible says that all men are dead in trespasses and sins before God makes them born again in their spirit or soul. How are they fierce, Mr. G? Lizzie, these fellows before God saved them are called fierce or dangerous, as the Bible describes the nature of those who are unsaved in 2 Timothy 3, verses 2 through 5. For men shall be lovers of their own selves, covetous, boasters, proud blasphemers, disobedient to parents, unthankful, unholy, without natural affection, truce breakers, false accusers, incontinent, fierce, despisers of those that are good, traitors, heady, high-minded, lovers of pleasures, more than lovers of God, having a form of godliness, but denying the power thereof. From such, turn away. Why does the Bible say they cannot be changed? These men could not be chained, just as unsaved men cannot control their sinful nature. 
and cannot be helped by any man or by themselves. They scream out in agony and cut themselves even night and day. We hurt ourselves and others around us by our selfishness, pride, greed, and by our unfaithfulness and impurity. That is why one of the fruits of the Spirit is self-control, which God gives to those that are saved. Wow! I think I'm starting to see how these two maniacs could very well be talking about me. And I don't like this a bit. Yes, Joey, these two men do show us how terrible we look like to God in awful detail. What else can we learn from this parable, Mr. G? I'll try to finish up with these two men, Lizzie. They worship God falsely, and all who are unsaved do this. All men have some type of religion, but not the truth of the Bible. Often they invent their own religions, even using parts of the Bible to invent their own way of worshiping God falsely. And they are perfectly content to remain in their sins. Hey, Grandpa, why are they naked? Don't they have any money to buy some jeans? They are physically naked, Rudy, which is a picture of being spiritually naked, which means to be under the wrath of God. We cannot hide from God. As Hebrews 4.13 says, neither is there any creature that is not manifest in his sight, but all things are naked and open unto the eyes of him with whom we have to do. Mr. G, why does it say that they have no home? They have no home and wander in the wilderness, Lizzie, and we all are without a real home, and we wander around through life in awful confusion until we find our eternal rest in Jesus Christ and in His salvation and home in heaven. Once we are saved, we look forward to the day when the Lord Jesus will return to take us back to heaven with Him. Well, boys and girls, we've come to the end of our program today. We hope you enjoyed it. If you have any questions or comments, or if you would like a free audio CD of any of these programs, please write to Treasures from the Bible in care of Family Radio, Oakland, California, 94621, USA. May God richly bless you with His salvation. Thanks for listening, and be sure and tune in next week when we'll learn something new from the Bible, God's holy word. Bye.